0: Welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am a divorce lawyer, and author, and have been through divorce myself. I'm here to support you throughout your breakup journey. On this podcast, I will share with you my secrets and legal tips on how you can thrive through your separation in small six-minute increments. Don't do it alone. I have got you.
1: Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me at the Divorce Collective podcast. On behalf of Carolee Fontanelli, the Director here at Collective Family Law Group, and myself, I'm Danielle Young, Senior Associate here at Collective Family Law Group. I want to say a huge thank you to all of those who tune in and listen. Um, It really means a lot to us and hopefully some of the information we give um, helps some of you. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about just some tips um i guess and a general overview and respect of final hearing in the federal circuit court and family court of australia or a trial hopefully your matters don't go that far but of course it's not lost on me um and other lawyers that this breaching a trial if you have to go there and going to court and things like being cross-examined that's really daunting. So hopefully this information give you a little bit, little bit of background. Okay, so trials are usually listed at 9am, oh, sorry, at 10am at the court. Your counsel or your barrister or your lawyer will let you know um, when they want to meet you on the first day of trial. Sometimes they'll want to meet you a little bit earlier so that some discussions can be had and you can get organised for the day. Trials are listed by the court. Usually they're for a, a full day, some are two days, some are three days, some are longer than that. But in any event, you should arrange to be there the entire day. If you've got kids, then of course, um, reach out to somebody else to make sure that arrangements are made for them for school and after school care and all those sorts of things. Don't take your children to court. Um, there's usually a one-hour lunch break that the court will have in the middle of a trial. It's usually about one o'clock. But again, the judge who's hearing your trial uh, will determine that. Trials are big, big days in court. They're all day. They're stressful. They're emotionally um, exhausting. They're mentally exhausting. Take some water. Take some, you know, nibbles or something like that um, to get you through the day. Obviously, don't eat those nibbles in court, <laughs> but for on the lunch breaks or a toilet break and things like that. Stay hydrated. Okay, so. the other thing you need to do before your trial that your lawyer should be telling you to do um, is to reread all of the material that you have filed in your matter, okay? So if you don't have that before your trial, get your lawyers to send that for you. You've got to be familiar with the evidence that you've put on. So if you're the applicant, um, you'll be put in the witness box uh, um, on the first day of trial um, and if there's anything in your material that's incorrect, say, for example, in the drafting there was a date wrong or something like that, you need to tell your lawyers because on the first day of trial when you're up and ready in the witness box, your lawyers and your barrister, if you've got one, will have to deal with that um, about if there's any changes to that. They'll have to deal with that first and foremost. Right? So... You're in the witness box, it's uh, your turn to be what we call cross-examined, all right? So your evidence is, like I said, what is set out in your affidavit material before the court. The barrister for the other party or, or the barrister for the independent children's lawyer, if you have one in your matter, they will ask you questions about the evidence that you've given in your material. If you don't understand a question that's being asked of you at a trial, then don't try to answer it. Um, Just be honest and ask them to repeat the question or say that you don't uh, understand the question. Um, Don't try and expand on the question that you've been asked. Um, You know, be honest in your answers, but wait for the questions to be put to you. Don't go on a tangent to just freely give up more information because that often leads to you saying something you didn't mean or it being interpreted the wrong way or it goes against the evidence you've already given in your affidavit. And that's where barristers start, you know, their line of questioning and trying to, um, I guess, say that you've lied or you're not a credible witness or all those sorts of things. So um, just short, you know, to the point, answer the question that's being asked and nothing else. Um, Don't try and guess the answers. (laughs) Um, You know, people will often um, in in the witness box, they'll try and Think oh where's this line of questioning going? I know where this is going. They're going to try and make me. You know they're going to talk about this or that. Don't do that. Just answer the question that's being asked of you. Your job when you're being cross-examined is to simply answer honestly, respectfully, and directly. Okay. Now it's unusual, um, but there may be a time in your in your trial when the judge might ask you a question directly. Like I said, it's unusual, and usually they won't do that. If at any time in your proceedings, trial or not, even, you know, before you get to trial, if at any time you're addressed by the judge, then you should always uh, address them as your honour. All right. I jumped ahead a bit, but when you when you enter the courtroom, if the judge is already in there, you should um, do a little bit of a bow of your head. You might have seen that happen on TV or, you know, if you've been at court before. Um, so as you enter the room, um, bow, it's a sign of respect to the judge, and then take your seat. Um, if you're at a trial, which is what I'm talking about today, if you're at a trial, then most times you and your lawyer Um, or your team of lawyers and your counsel, you'll go in there first before the judge even uh, comes into the courtroom. So what will happen is your lawyers will direct you. They'll sit up at a big, long table um, in the front of the court um, and you'll sit behind them up at the front of the court. Any support um, people that you bring with you to court, uh, they will sit in the seating at the back of the court uh, that's open to the public. Um, if you've got witnesses in your case that have given evidence, then they won't be allowed in the courtroom at your trial because they will not be able to hear um, the what's going on in the trial until after they have given their evidence. So you sit behind your lawyers, they'll tell you where to go or the, the associate of the court or the court officer will direct you where to go if you don't have a, a, a lawyer You'll then hear three knocks at the door. That means that the judge is going to enter the courtroom and everyone must rise. So you stand to your feet. The judge will enter the courtroom. Um, The judge's associate will um, announce the matter that the judge is going to be heard. Everyone will bow to the judge. That's that sign of respect. And then the judge uh, will um, ask you all to be seated and take appearances Taking appearances just means that they will ask uh, who is appearing on behalf of the applicant, the respondent and the independent children's lawyer if there's one in your matter. Like I said, when it's your turn to give your evidence or to be cross-examined, you'll go into the witness box. You'll be asked to give an oath or an affirmation. The oath is given over a Bible. You typically, it's you've seen it. You, you place your hand on the Bible. You swear to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, etc. An affirmation, um, you still um affirming that you can tell the truth um the whole truth etc but you're um not swearing that over a bible so there's no bible involved there but don't worry you don't need to memorize anything it'll all be there in front of you um the uh judge's associate or the, the officer of the court uh will guide you through that they'll ask you which you would prefer to take an oath or an affirmation they will um ask you to repeat after them or sometimes there's a um A laminated you know piece of paper on the in the witness box and it it outlines what you've got to say so don't worry about that. After you're done in the witness box like I said if you're the applicant then the respondent will go after you the same thing will happen with them um, but this time your lawyer will ask the questions and cross-examine the other party. There also will be uh, that occurring for the independent children's lawyers barrister as well as any other witnesses you have in your matter, so anyone else that's given an affidavit uh, for the trial, or expert witnesses such as valuers or family report writers, for example. Once everyone's done all their questioning for all the witnesses, um, then the trial will be concluded. The judge may deliver their decision and judgment on that day, um, but sometimes those decisions and those judgments are reserved, and what that means is the judge might take some time to consider the evidence that's been presented, um, including the cross-examination evidence or the evidence that came out in cross-examination from the witnesses during the trial. Um, If your judgment is reserved or your decision is reserved, then you'll come back on another day um, before the judge for them to deliver their reasons and judgment. Once you get your judgment and your final orders, the matter is finalised. However, um, parties have the right to appeal in a decision um, the appeal um, time frame is twenty eight days of the orders being made, so um, there's a time limit that applies. There appeals are rarely successful. Um, they're hard. They're difficult. Um, it's not a rehearing of the matter just because you didn't agree with something. You'll need very um, thorough legal advice in respect of your ability to appeal. So that was a whirlwind <laughs> podcast about trials and what they mean and sort of a bit of a idea of how they uh, work. If you've got a lawyer, your lawyer should be telling you these things before you go to a trial so that you're not so overwhelmed and daunted when you get there, not really knowing what's going on. But if you're a self-represented litigant, um, hopefully this gives you a bit of insight. And even if you're not a self-represented litigant, um, hopefully um, this gives you a little bit of insight that your lawyer might not have already told you about the trial process. That's it for me today. Thanks for joining me and I can't wait uh, to have you in um, the podcast on the next episode that I have no idea what that will be, but stay tuned. As always, if you need family law advice, reach out to us over here at Collective Family Law Group. Find me on Instagram, find us on Instagram, send us an email, find us on Google, reach out and let us help you with
0: your matter. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Collective podcast, brought to you by collectivefamilylaw.com.au. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave a review. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Collective Family Law. And remember, until next time, you have got this.